Good morning, Simon Trevoranis. Good morning, Devin Wilkins. And good morning to everyone out there, and welcome to Insight Peterborough. And uh, it is a project of uh, the Peterborough chapter of the Canadian Council of the Blind and... And big idea at the Innovation Cluster. All right. Um, got a busy show, so we'll get right to it. Uh, we have... Uh, the Peterborough New Horizons Band is having its concert tonight uh, for the uh, Christmas season. And uh, so we thought we'd play a piece called Agresivo by the Allegro uh, Band of 2017. But I think you'll recognize these pieces. Here we go. was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, I thought you'd recognize those pieces. Yeah. Th- thought they did a pretty good job of that. I was not in that particular level that played, so I can say that. Right. <laughs> but yeah, our uh, concert tonight is 7 o'clock at uh, Calvary Pentecostal Church, and you can get tickets at the door. Very good. And our flute ensemble is playing in the lobby starting at around... 20 after 6 or 6.30. Like a welcome the song? Yeah, yeah, well, we'll be playing a whole bunch of Christmas tunes in the lobby. Well, that's nice. Yeah. All right. Um, on 
Saturday, and I don't think it's tomorrow, I think it's the following Saturday, but uh, we'll get caught up on all those details, Saturday and Sunday. We're going to have the, uh, Peterborough is going to host the first ever wheelchair curling bone spiel. And uh, to talk to us about that, we're still waiting for one guest, but we do have Pauline Orpwood from the Peterborough Curling Club. Hi, Pauline. How are you? Hi. Good morning. I'm fine. Thank you. Good. Now, uh, this time I didn't call you Phyllis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it is, uh, this curling bond spiel is um, a week uh, tomorrow, yes? That's correct. Okay. Um, and uh, can is this the uh, first ever bond spiel um, of that kind to, to be held here in Peterborough? It is the uh, first bond spiel, although mm, several years ago, I believe it was back 2008 or 10, um, we did actually host the Ontario Provincial Championship, Wheelchair Championship. Oh. Wow. So, and we will be hosting it, the championship, again in uh, 2022. So we thought, let's do a bond spiel now and start start preparing all right very cool sounds good uh, folks if you hear banging and hammering that's because uh, there are people on the roof and it is not the eight tiny reindeer no no <laughs> they'll make a fair bit more noise i think yeah, they're doing some repairs on the roof yes apparently people are behind on roof repairs too hey anyway, yeah that's a that's a whole other conversation yeah so anyway um how many um uh Teams, is that what you call them? Teams, are yes. you expecting? We are um, having four wheelchair curling teams. Um, one is from Toronto, uh, another one is from London. Then, of course, we have our own Peterborough team that curls out of the Peterborough Curling Club. Oh. And so we're starting, we're starting small and we're hoping to expand it year after year. Um, Last year in the Ontario Provincials, there were six wheelchair teams. So, uh, but it's expanding as people see it in the Olympics, as we spread the word. Um, more and more people are realizing they can, they can come and curl. There is only about seven or eight clubs in Ontario that can actually do wheelchair curling that are wheelchair accessible. Well, I'm I'm really interested from the big idea side of things. What kinds of assistive technologies or accommodations are required for people in wheelchairs to play curling? Uh, or to curl? To play curling? How, what do you... Yeah, to curl. To curl. To curl. <laughs> so basically, um, obviously, the building has to be wheelchair accessible. And then the other uh, item is, of course, they have to be able to get to the ice. So, I mean, many clubs, you've got upstairs and downstairs. You've got two levels. You know, you're going down to get onto the ice surface or up in some cases. Uh, so that is, right now, that is what uh, keeps it a little bit more limited because mm. the curling clubs initially were never thought of or built thinking of wheelchair curling or any other you know it was just it was used to be it was a game for people right okay you know so can so, they get to the ice yeah so that's it can you get to the ice so we are all on one level um and what we the only thing we have to add is we add a uh, a ramp 
mm-hmm. since you do step down about five inches to get onto the ice. So we put the ramp out, and okay. they wheel themselves on. Great. And do they have uh, difficulty navigating on the uh, ice? Uh, you know, because a lot of people in their cars and trucks have uh, difficulty spinning out. And I have difficulty curling on the ice. It's slippery up there, you know? It Come is. on. It is. No, they actually do not. They have no difficulty whatsoever. Um, plenty of room. Uh, the You know, the width is 24 feet. The length of a curling sheet is about 145 feet. So, no, to watch them, especially at our club, because um, our wheelchair curlers, we have four, they play in regular regular leagues, too. They're not right. just playing wheelchair. They're playing against regular traditional delivery curlers, and, uh, no, they have no trouble moving around at all. It, it works out quite well. If anything, they might be a little less likely <laughs> to slide than, than those of us on our two feet. Yeah, four <laughs> points of contact on the ice, I guess. Yes. That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, how, how do they uh, maneuver the rock? Okay, so... Basically, they are delivering with what's called a stick as opposed to um, sliding out like you would see mostly on TV. And um, so they they manipulate the rock themselves, although for bond spiels and championships, we will have on ice uh, volunteers who will actually move the rocks for them into place. That's basically to keep the game moving. Right, okay. And then um, they line it up in front of in front of their themselves in their wheelchair and they use this stick which attaches which slips onto the handle and they it's all through their arm motion and they deliver it down the ice. And then does does one of them do the sweeping? No, there is no sweeping in wheelchair curling. Ah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hmm. So, so that- so that means, sorry, so that means they are very accurate. Because mm-hmm. I need normal too, curlers right? like myself, I rely on my sweepers to, <laughs> to make up for all my little, you know, I'm a little bit, didn't throw it hard enough. You just or, chuck it and cross your fingers. Yeah, that. that's <laughs> right. Where they are very accurate. And uh, as I mentioned before the show, I don't want to play against them because they are good. They are very good. Interesting. Uh, so, um, when do things get underway on the Saturday, which is the, um, let me see, it'll be the 8th, it's right? It's the 8th. Yes. Um, or the 9th? 8th and 9th. Actually, this is a two-day bond spiel. Oh. So, it, it, we have um, the round robin of three games, and then we have the championship. So, um, curling starts at 9 o'clock on the Saturday, and then... Uh, They'll have a two-hour game. Then they're off the ice for a couple hours. Then they go back on. And then on Sunday, curling starts at uh, 10 a.m. with the championships going about uh, 12.30, 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Cool. So right. there'll be a gold, silver, and bronze winner out of that. All right, and then you'll have the medal presentations after the... We will. Uh-huh, yeah. So there'll be one team that goes home empty-handed. There will be one team that will go home empty-handed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's too bad. Uh, but Maybe we'll give them Tim Horton's card. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, somebody's got to win, right? I guess somebody's got to lose, right. too. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? 
Do people need tickets to, uh, I, I imagine you want people to come and watch? I would love people to come and watch. It is fascinating to watch the wheelchair curlers. After, you know, mm -hmm. if you are a curler or even if you've just seen it on TV, it is just amazing mm -hmm. how, you know, how accurate they are, what they, what they do, how well they play. And no, there's no tickets, no fee, just come to the club walk around, come into the upper lounge. We have great viewing and uh, yeah. just watch our team. And, you know, we're, we're planning that Peterborough is going to win. But well, yeah. yeah, yeah. But we, yeah. as say, I mean, a lot of these curlers have won provincial championships and gone to the nationals. So wow. it's going That's to great. be really good curling. Yeah, yeah. And I guess it appears that Alec Denise is on that team as well. He is. So he's he's got accuracy. That's kind of his his focus. That's his thing, right? Yes, the, he is. He is a Paralympic a, archer. And yes, so he is. He's a very talented athlete. Super athlete. Yeah. Can we know who else is on our team? Um, so we have Carl Bax, who's going to skip. Mm -hmm. We have Anita Mello, who is going to vice. Um, then we have uh, Alex, who will be the Al second. Alec. 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 And then um, our lead is Dan Flint. Ah, okay. Sort of thing. And then we also, we have John Thurston, who, is a, who curls at the Peterborough Curling Club. They, he is actually on a team from Toronto. Hmm. And he will be vicing on that team. And actually, the skip of that team won the Ontario Provincials last year. So there's oh. going to be some competition for sure. Oh, this, this is good competition, yes. Right on. Wonderful. Sounds really exciting. That's great. And uh, there'll be members of uh, the Peterborough Curling Club around to uh, direct people and to... Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh -huh. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Actually, the, at the same time, on the opposite time slot, we are actually, we'll have, uh, we're having the Doyle Plumbing uh, men's bond spiel as well. So uh, it's kind of a bond spiel within a bond spiel sort of thing. So yeah. we've got bond the two going section. on. So, I mean, wow. if you... You know, you come and, and watch the wheelchair curling, then you certainly, ha you know, stay and watch the men curl. Again, good competition and good way to see both sides of curling. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. And is, is there a, 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 a concession stand that people can pick up uh, something to eat or whatever between games? Um, there will not be um, food available for, for those walking in, but um, the bar will be open. Yeah, it's, a licensed, okay. it's a licensed establishment. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Curling. Yeah. And, yes, definitely. <laughs> and we do have potato chips, so you, you could eat some junk food well, if you, you want. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, terrific. That probably doesn't help with the slipperiness of the ice. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Only after the game do we drink. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not during. No, oh, okay. no, no. Okay. Um, I'd probably land on my butt without drinking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm in the same boat there for sure. The ice is slippery. I mean, we have a year-long Learn to Curl program. Ah. We've done a couple of tri-curling, what I kind of refer to as the crash course, one hour. Um, and I mean, safety is first. We yep. always, you know, we have mm -hmm. you have your two grippers on your your feet to help, and you have your broom to to help keep <laughs> yourselves up. So, but safety, you know, safety is is number one when we have anybody on the ice, and you know, we're, we're careful. Yeah, 
I won't so, say so, you don't slide and slip once in a while. Yeah. But we're careful. So there are four teams playing in the There are the, four teams in this case. So where are the rest of the people? There's so many folks out there that would probably be interested. How do we get them involved? How many teams should we have, you think? Next year maybe. Next year I'm hoping we'll have two more teams and um I mean by the time the Olympics come with the exposure now that curling has and wheelchair curling on yeah. TV that I mean I'm hoping we'll have you know enough to have a whole all six sheets filled one day so, so six, we're looking like the... you know we're looking at 12 teams yeah that'd I mean be I can see that happening 12 yes. teams that's the right number then hey oh I would love to be able to fill a fill a, a whole draw of wheelchair curling yes definitely I'd love to have a whole league of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you'll let us know, won't you, uh, when the next one comes along so we can do oh, something for that like definitely. we're doing here. Yes, yeah. definitely. Good. Now, I will mention in January on the 19th, mm -hmm. uh, the former Snowfest, um, we are going to be doing an hour of tri-wheel chair curling. Ah, Okay. So we'll let you know about that. Oh like, yes, please closer do. to the time. Is and that connected with Active Together by any chance? I am not sure if it is or isn't. Yeah. Um, I believe it is through Alex. Through Alex, through Alec, yeah. yeah. Yeah, through Alex. Yeah. yeah. Very good. All right. Well, I hope uh, one of you, uh, you know, Alec or yourself, will let us know, uh, or Carl, of course, what's what's happening, and uh, oh, most we'd like definitely. to help publicize. Yeah, we got to recruit. Definitely. We got to recruit. Get as many people out as possible. Yeah. Oh yes. And I wonder if this is a sport that I mean, with with wheelchair basketball and with with uh, 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 sledge hockey. I know some folks that that are not restricted to a wheelchair that participate still. So I wonder if wheelchair curling is something that would appeal to other people as well to make a bigger team who knows it could who knows yes who knows that's right mm -hmm. have you ever curled yourself in a wheelchair no i have not <laughs> i have not and and when now that you ask that's something i should try <laughs> so I'll, I think I'll be on the ice in January, and I'll, yeah. I'll give it a try right. too. <laughs> I might as well, and I'll probably be really bad at it. Yeah, maybe. maybe. But you got to start somewhere, you right? You have to start. Yes. Yeah. So, is there anything more that we should be uh, talking about with regard to this bond spiel? No, no, I think that's about cover it. I basically come out and see something awesome. Yeah. yeah. Right so that's uh, Saturday, December uh, 8th, uh, starting at 9. Yeah. And then Sunday, December 9th, starting at 10, did that's you say? That's correct. Yeah, okay. Great. Mm -hmm. Pauline, thank you so much for uh, being on the show with us, and we wish you all the best of luck with the bond spiel. Thank you very much. Yeah. And we'll be anxious to know whether our Peterborough team won. Oh, uh, come on. They're, they're going to win. Yeah. They're going to win, for sure. We're going to have a gold medal on them. Yes. The louder you cheer, the better they do. Yep. Let's, yeah. let's go and cheer. That's right. <laughs> for sure. All right. Thank you. And uh, we've been speaking with Pauline Orpwood of the Peterborough Curling Club um, that will be hosting the Bond Spiel um, a week uh, tomorrow. And uh, go on out there and cheer our team on. So we're getting visitors here at the moment. Uh, but uh, how be we have uh, something from the Jubilee Band? Um, yeah, 12 Carols of Christmas? Yeah. 
Now, this one I was in, so don't listen to the uh, mistakes on the uh, flute. Oh, Devin. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay. Well, there's the end of the song. Yes. And uh, <laughs> that kind of uh, sneaked up on us. Yeah, the track still has a whole bunch more minutes. Yeah, I know. Um, Gold Wave did not do for me what I wanted it to do. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, it's a good sound editing program, but it has to have a, a good uh, editor <laughs> to, to make it work. So, <laughs> anyway, um, I... Uh, if you want to do the one from uh, 2012. I'll do that. Here it comes. All right.
And that was the highest level of the Five Peterborough minutes, six seconds. Uh, Peterborough New Horizons Five band. Minutes, ten seconds. Yeah, I'm hearing a computer minutes, telling me five seconds, seconds, six seconds. I don't know what that's Five all minutes, about. But anyway, uh, we uh, are going to be celebrating uh, World AIDS Awareness Day tomorrow, as we do every December 1st. And uh, with us, and he has stepped out of a, a meeting in Ottawa, we have Bob Leahy uh, to chat with us about uh, uh, HIV and AIDS. Hi, Bob. How are you? Five minutes, 46 seconds. Doing well. We need to turn his volume up because we're hearing a computer. Fifty-four seconds. First, we're hearing... Five minutes, 59 seconds. Is the computer speaking? A? Six minutes, uh, we're, seconds. We're having a computer telling us... Minutes, seven seconds. 
Uh, I don't know what that's all about, but... What's the computer telling us? uh, Times. Is that your phone doing that? I don't think so. Hmm. I don't know what else it would be. Interesting. Yeah. Technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, yes. Interesting. Is there another song we can put on in the meantime? Um, uh, There's... Double-double with Mozart. Uh, there's one uh, on that uh, USB drive uh, from, it's the old Pine Band um, of the Peterborough New Horizons Band, uh, which is now called Jubilee, uh, from 2012, called Still, Still, Still. And Bob, uh, we maybe will call you back in, in just a moment, okay? 59 seconds. Uh, yeah, because uh, your voice is um, competing. It's not even as loud as uh, the this computer giving us times. So we'll uh, put on some music, and uh, we'll we'll call you back in a moment. Here we go. Nineteen seconds. We'll have to hang up. I think we've got things under control now. And like I say, we have Bob Leahy with us on the uh, phone in honor of um, World AIDS Day, uh, which is tomorrow. Hi there, Bob. Hi, how are you? Uh, doing well, thanks. So um, AIDS uh, and HIV kind of uh, uh, came into, I guess, our, our, our consciousness uh, back in um, the 
late 80s, I think it was. Have you noticed that the attitude has changed considerably since then? Um, yeah, actually been around since the early 80s, uh, Deva. So we've have a, we have a 30-year history to look at. Um, it has changed for sure. Um, the, you know, just the fact that people are not dying anymore. It's, it's now a chronic manageable condition. In other words, if you take your pills every day, you're going to be fine. Um, what's changed recently is if you take your pills every day, you're not going to transmit the virus. So, so that's a huge change for people living with HIV. And, and it's sort of, and I noticed you, you talked about celebrating uh, World AIDS Day, which is kind of funny about celebrating AIDS, but there really is, is good news uh, to celebrate. So, so World AIDS Day is, is really about celebrating the, the um, the progress we've made, but also also recognizing that we've had a pretty long and hard history, uh, particularly in the early days of the epidemic when people were dying. Um, so 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 we kind of wear two hats. You know, we we were very reverent about the people who passed away in the 80s and 90s, but also recognizing that things have changed. The one thing that that hasn't really changed though um, is is stigma. It's still a disease which people are very wary about. Or people with living with HIV have to deal with stigma every day, um, particularly if you come from a mar marginalized uh, population. So stigma has, has been a constant, uh, and we're trying to work at it in various ways. But, but um, yeah, things are better for people living with HIV than they've ever been. So, so I can I can speak to you uh, in terms of celebration, and, uh, and, we, and we do so, but also recognizing that we have a... Uh, we lost a lot of people on the way. And do you find that, that people are still worried about may, maybe getting it off toilet seats and things like that or shaking hands or whatever? Well, that's a good question again, Devin. Um, I think so. Yeah, I, I don't think people realize that how difficult it is to transmit HIV, which is typically uh, transmitted by sexual behaviors or by sharing needles, that kind of thing. So the, the kind of things you hear, toilet seats, mosquitoes, maybe biting you, um, even um, even kissing or whatever, those are no longer really on the table and they never really have been. Um, whether that message is got, got through, <laughs> that we are not, you know, that you can't catch HIV, by the way, as I mentioned, mm -hmm. I, do, I don't quite know. I think you know, we've had surveys, and, and, and still many people are reluctant to say to to share anything with people who have HIV, and it's so silly. It never never was it never was a, a good reason to shun people. Um, so we have a lot of work to do still, and this is why I'm kind of glad you gave me the opportunity to to um, kind of set the record straight on that particular uh, issue. HIV is very difficult to. To, to, to get in the best of times and certainly toilet seats and all those things uh, they've never been on the table really right. uh, but I, mean, I think many people still believe that yeah so is, so that, it, is that the majority of what we need to do right now like the technology is there to keep people living longer and not transmitting it so it's just the awareness raising and making sure that everybody's educated on, on what, the, what the truth actually is of, yeah, the, of the disease yeah I, th I think that's I think that's very important actually I've just been talking about that, that with the Minister of Health um, just this morning uh, we really do need 
national campaigns which get the word out that um, HIV has changed, that with treatment you're not going to infect anybody. Uh, but it's really all about, so you can link that with uh, attacking stigma and um, the world will be a better place if we can just just uh, have a sensible dialogue about HIV that doesn't include fear of people living with HIV. We have to make sure that uh, People are still getting infected in, in, in fairly large numbers, and we have to try and uh, persuade them that, um, you know, there is a future. If you, if you are infected, you know, get on treatment, uh, you're going to live healthy, uh, you're not going to transmit people even with HIV, to, uh, you're not going to transmit to others, I mean. Uh, so there's a lot of work, yeah, we have to, have to get that word out. So there is a, I believe there is, this is a kind of, uh, this is a, it's something that hasn't happened yet, but there is a, a campaign in the works which is going to address that, a national campaign to try and reduce stigma because it's so, it's such a pervasive um, force in our society right now. Mm. That's really interesting. How do you think uh, movies like uh, Philadelphia, which was out in the 80s, I believe, how, how did yeah. 90s? It was 1993, actually. Ah, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, they, I think they make a, they certainly make a huge impact on people like me. Uh, in, in terms of Philadelphia, when I saw it, it was shortly after I was diagnosed. I had previously, I was working in a bank. Uh, I was diagnosed while I was working there, and I had a hard time kind of dealing with whether I could tell them and all those kind of issues. Uh-huh. Uh, I saw Philadelphia, and it's kind of changed my life. Have you seen the, have you seen the movie, Devon? Yes, I have. Simon? Yes. Yeah, it, it was very, very life-saving, life-changing because, you know, in, in the case of uh, the Tom Hanks character, he was going through a lot, what, what I was going through, and, and it just um, left me in tears, of course. It's the saddest movie ever, I oh. think. Yeah, don't you Would you agree on that? Yes, it was. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting, by the way, that there's a sort of they're celebrating the 25th anniversary of that movie. Um, oh. So it's being shown again in our community, and uh, I think it still has resonance. But, but for me, anyway, um, when I saw it, and I identified with Tom Hanks' character, who uh, busted out of a lawyer's um, environment and decided he was going to fight HIV, and, you know, and... and not keep it quiet. That was my story too. I saw that and I thought, I mean, I'm also in a conservative working environment. I was working in the bank. I was going to do the same. So I did. And I, 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 from that moment on, I decided I was going to tell people that I say HIV, that it was, that it was, um, that I was still, still, they could still be friends with me. They could still, nothing would really change. So, um, yeah, Philadelphia. Had a huge impact on me, uh, and and I think on, on on the public too who saw it. I think most people were touched and, and realised what a what a terrible thing the uh, AIDS epidemic was doing to thousands of gay men um, in Canada, but across the world. So well, yeah, very 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 um, incredible, yeah. very incredible impact on me. Yeah, well. Um, thank goodness, uh, I think, Simon, you were saying that the, the media is being used in a good way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, we do. We do. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, did you folks see Bohemian Rhapsody and the treatment of 
HIV in that in that movie. I did not it see was, that one. No. That yeah, that's an interesting take on um, HIV too, because the story of Freddie Mercury, um, right. who actually didn't disclose. This, is, this shows how much stigma is, is out there. He never told the public until the day before he died. Oh, oh wow! Uh, yeah. Now he'd come out to the band, um, and they were pretty good about it. I mean, but some of his last performances, if you, if you see Freddie Mercury on stage after, um, I'm trying to think what year that would be, after Live Aid, whatever, whatever year Live Aid was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he was, he had a HIV at that time, wasn't telling anybody, but, and he was not in good health. But, um, it shows the, uh, that, that it, it was such a secret he couldn't share with anybody. Until the day before you die. So, right. Yeah. But, I have a silly um, question, or it might be a silly yeah. question. So, if we have the technology or the, the medication to, to mediate the, the disease and to prevent it from spreading, if everybody right. who has it seeks or, or gets that, that treatment, right. will it be eradicated? Is that how that would work? It would certainly, certainly put a damper on the epidemic. Right now, um, I think. Most people are in Canada on treatment, not everybody, because for some populations, people of color, for example, have access to treatment issues. Oh. Um, some people have money issues. Yeah, it, it would change a lot. And that's, in fact, that's the kind of message we, we're talking about now. We've, we very much, as a community, have a focus on ending the epidemic. So, uh, yeah, start counting down the, rather than there's more people yeah, and now there's yeah, less people. Yeah, so, be so, to, be so great. and there's also... Yeah, sorry, Simon. We we also have something else called PrEP, um, which is a pill that people who are negative can take every day, uh, which prevents transmission. Oh. They're not going to get HIV if they're on on a pill, and not many people know about that. Yeah, that's no. fairly that's that. fairly new. It's not quite like a vaccine. We we haven't quite got to a vaccine yet. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you can uh, get a pill that prevents HIV is is it. Is, is something that um, is also good news for the community. Encouraging progress. Yes, there is. Yeah. Now, I know that you have to get back to your meeting, but I do want to ask, uh, are there any events planned for uh, tomorrow that you uh, can talk to us about? Yeah, that's interesting, Devin. I'm actually in Ottawa uh, today uh, because uh, we, we are on, on um, Parliament Hill, we're celebrating, and again, I used the word celebrating, and it's interesting that I can, in fact, use that word. <laughs> We're celebrating on, on, on Parliament Hill. In terms of local events, PARN has, uh, PARN is the local aid service organization in Peterborough. They have a list of events. I don't have access to that, Devin, so I, I can't tell you precisely uh, what they are doing. But if you go to PARN's website, P-A-R-N, you'll find the... Uh, the events that are happening in Peterborough that relate to World Days Day. Okay, well, we might have uh, a couple of minutes to do that. Um, so uh, I don't like to detain you, um, but are there any other um, pieces of information that uh, you'd like to uh, pass along, Bob? Well, I, I, I just wanted to mention, too, that I, I live in a rural um rural uh, Ontario. I live in Walkworth, Ontario, which you probably know is a tiny little community. Mm-hmm. Um, and and um, there are certainly challenges for people who live in in tiny communities, live rurally, to, um, 
to deal with HIV, the, the feeling is it's hardest to disclose your status. Uh, you're more scared that you'll have a negative reaction, that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so I just want, want to say how um, how difficult it is, e- even with all the circumstances, even with all the improvements I mentioned, uh, people living with HIV in Peter- Peterborough too, because Peterborough is, Peterborough is maybe not the most accept- accepting um, community, I don't know. It's hard for me to say. I live, I live in Walker, but uh-huh. there's still challenges for people living with HIV, uh-huh. particularly in, in in rural areas. So, hopefully, um, uh, if uh, people have been listening to this show, um, uh, they will now approach you and not have any fear of shaking <laughs> your hand so. or. Give me a hug. I'm, yeah, I'm give me a hug. hug. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll give you, I will give you, I'll give you a virtual hug. And next time I see you, I'll give you a real one. Okay. Well, maybe that's a part of that marketing campaign, the uh, the awareness raising. Yes, is a hug yes it is. It be, is. It's, yeah, it's about yeah. being, you know, not being scared, uh, yeah. being welcoming and warm, uh, because we are, we are just like you. We just have to take a lot of pills every day. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope someday soon I will have the chance to give you uh, a hug, uh, Bob. And uh, thank yeah. you so much for coming on the show and taking well, time you. out of your busy day. Thank you for day. giving me this chance to talk to you, Dana, and Simon too. Thank okay, uh, perhaps uh, next year we'll have you right here. I would love Who that. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, Bob. Have a good day. Thanks very much. Take thank care. Bye bye. Bye bye. And that was Bob Leahy, and uh, he was talking with us about HIV-AIDS, and we're going to uh, be uh, celebrating or commemorating that day uh, tomorrow. Uh, Do we have any information on what PARN is doing? Yes, we do. Okay. So so we've missed a few events already. Ah. So the PARN's uh, community-based HIV STBBI programs, uh, they support uh, prevent and educate and they have this AIDS Awareness Week which is this week and so it started on the 24th there was a red ribbon fundraising campaign uh, volunteers collecting donations and then they had a on Tuesday HIV lives here community conversations uh, so people talking about the stories uh, their stories living with HIV in this community mm-hmm. then they went on on Wednesday to to do harm reduction hacks so that's pretty interesting. The Women of uh, with HIV and AIDS Initiative, so that's WHAI, uh, hosted a harm reduction hack from 2 to 4. I'm not sure what they must have done there, but th- that seems really interesting. And then on Thursday, there was, uh, Parn had an open house, so coming to check out the facility. And then finally, tomorrow, December 1st, the Red Scarf Project. So on World AIDS Day, Parn volunteers and supporters will place donated scarves throughout local communities to raise awareness of HIV. So, Red Scarf Project. Cool, yes. You can find more information about that at parn.ca, P-A-R-N dot C-A. So there you go. That's great. Thank you very much. So if you can participate, that, that'll that be great because uh, we'll have... Uh, you know, there'll be lots sort of uh, all sorts of educational material, and uh, you'll be able to uh, educate yourself. And uh, hopefully, um, uh, come next year, we'll have um, a list of those announcements uh, beforehand, so that we can help publicize and get rid of the stigma. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, 
I, it never really comes up. It's not something that Milf. I've really talked about or heard about since health class in high school, you know, mm-hmm. or, or Trent University's introductory seminar week, educational, uh, you know, little spiels. But this is, uh, it's really encouraging to know that, that they can treat it or at least... Uh, mitigate the the effects and and reduce the spread yeah that's wonderful that's wonderful yep um and december 3rd is the international day of uh for people with disabilities and uh i know somewhere on your in your inbox there simon in my email that i sent you yeah yesterday um there is a media uh, release um, that um, both uh, uh, the Peterborough Council for Persons with Disabilities and uh, Tim's Time in My Shoes wanted people to know about. And uh, so if you have that uh, release, uh, Simon, I wonder if you could read it for us. I would love to, Devin. So... The media advisory, I'll read it from top to bottom. Heads up for inclusion and the Council for Persons with Disabilities host the special event for United Nations International Day of Persons with Disabilities. So that is on Monday, December 3rd from 10 until noon and and we'll have remarks starting promptly at 10 a.m. at Venture North where all the cool things happen in Peterborough, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a pretty cool place. 270 George Street North in the lobby so you can see it from the road nice glass building. There's Amuse Coffee uh, at the Edison Lounge, uh, so or the Edison Cafe. Uh, there will be Her Worship, Miss Diane Tyrion, the new mayor. Uh, delegates from Heads Up for Inclusion and Council for Persons with Disabilities will be there. And so here is the released. Join us at Venture North on Monday, December 3rd to celebrate International Day of Persons with Disabilities. A recognition of the day will be made by Mayor Diane Tyrion, followed by brief announcements by representatives of HUI and CPD. The public are invited to attend to learn more about the programs for persons with barriers and experience a small-scale version of CPD's Time in My Shoes program, which we've talked about on the show, Mm -hmm. which allows people with no barriers to try an adaptive equipment to experience a taste of what it takes to navigate the world with an impairment uh, like vision or hearing. Light refreshments by the Edison by Amuse Coffee, courtesy of CPD and HUI, will be available. And there's very little parking, so you'll have to find a way to get there. Parking at the King Street Parkade is just a half block away from Venture North, so they recommend that you park there. And if you want more information, you can contact Julie Morris at 705-742-0024. Or you can send her an email at jmorris, uh, two R's, at ja-plm.ca. So a little bit of JA in there, too. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's good. So there you go. International Day for Persons with Disabilities, which is different than National Accessibility Week, which is in March. Uh, May. May. Yes. (laughs) My bad. Okay. All right. Yeah, we wanted to make sure that uh, everybody heard about that. So I'm glad we had a little bit of time to um, to announce that. And uh, I wonder if we have a little bit of music that uh, could uh, take us out of here. Would you believe it, Simon? This is our second to last week before the Christmas break. I do believe it. It's snowy out there. It's slippery. And uh, yeah, I, I, I do believe it. This time, I feel like tis the season. Yeah. 
All right. Um, do we have anything we can... We've got some Mozart. We've got some... Yeah. Uh, Kent Brockwell. Do you, have a, do you have a preference? Oh, no. Something by Kent, though, because uh, it won't be Christmas, but uh, Kent uh, was a local artist. I could see the city lights. All right. That works. Take care, people, and uh, we'll be talking to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. I always lived way back in the hills Where the neighbors are few and far between Trying to scratch a living from dawn till after dark And trying to keep my pasture green And then off in the distance I could see the city lights Hear the roar of mighty cars Where the big trucks are rolling and the swingers are swinging And the singers are singing round the bars I never seemed to have a dollar in my jeans That didn't have to go to pay a bill Trying to stretch it further to pay another one There's a bill collector coming up the hill And then off in the distance I could see the city lights Wondered where the money goes While up in Mortgage Heights they're buying brand new cars And with credit cards they buy their summer clothes And now I find myself out where the lights are bright Where the truckers and the swingers gather round Some come to drown their sorrows and others just for fun When the lights come on the singers head for town And then off in the distance I could see the city lights Hear the roar of mighty cars Where the big trucks are rolling and the swingers are swinging And the singers are singing around the bars But I'm still the same guy I was way back then Although I've traveled far away I've traveled to the north and I've traveled to the east And made a lot of friends along the way And then off in the distance I could see the city lights Wondered where the money goes While up in Mortgage Heights they're buying brand new cars And with credit cards they buy their summer clothes Thank you very, very kindly, ladies and gentlemen. Now it gives me a great pleasure to introduce you to a real good old friend of mine from Peterborough, Ontario, Kent Brockwell.
Guide waiters in a truck stop on the ride. She'll be coming off her ship when I get there tonight. I'll stop a while just to see her smile and yodel a song or two. Then I'm on my way to thunder. 